Hi, I'm Lydia Gilman, host of the Stepping Into Purpose podcast, and I'm obsessed with helping people overcome fear and resistance and step into their power and shine their light. We are all here for a big reason, and when we follow that call to live our most authentic life, we are not only fulfilling our own highest purpose, but inspiring others to do the same. This is what will truly change the world for the better. Every week, I'll drop a new episode sharing stories and conversations I've had with inspiring people who have followed their calling and are living the life their soul intended. Welcome to the Stepping Into Purpose podcast. Hi, I'm Lydia Gilman, and welcome to the Stepping to Purpose podcast. I hope you all had a beautiful Mother's Day, celebrating the mother figures in your life and being celebrated if, like me, you are a mother yourself. After every Mother's Day these past couple of years, a real fire has been lit under me as I really see the magnitude of our impact as mothers, especially for those of us with daughters. Every year, my 12-year-old daughter goes to great lengths, unprompted, to make sure I know how loved and appreciated I am. And looking deep into my eyes this past Mother's Day, she told me some beautiful things, amongst which how much she admired me. That one really stuck with me and went straight into my heart and deep into my soul. And once again, it lit a fire under me to keep showing up as I was always meant to be, following my purpose, sharing my voice, shining my light. For me to play small would only let her down and my son, but especially my daughter, because it said that as children start to enter puberty, the same-sex parent becomes a huge influence on them, even more than before, and they're really modelling themselves on that and trying to identify themselves with that parent. So I really realized what an influence I am on my daughter. And if I were to show up thinking I wasn't good enough to play small, to to dim my light, just to stop others from feeling threatened, what would I be teaching her? Really, she is one of the most creative people I know, probably the most creative person I know. She is hugely talented and she was born knowing she has a lot to share with the world. So it's my responsibility to to help her know that it's safe to do that and that she must do it because the ripple effects from that are huge because the ripples make waves. That's what makes all the difference in the world. It inspires others. It gives others permission to do the same. I have played small a lot of my life. It was a safety thing. In my part of the world, they have something called the tall poppy syndrome. And I know a lot of parts of the world do have it. The US seems to have escaped it. And people seem to be celebrated if they are aiming for the sky and have big dreams. And they're celebrated for that, which is beautiful. But in Australia and New Zealand, where I grew up, they have the tall poppy syndrome. And, you know, if you try and stick your neck up and and shine, you're kind of bumped down, you're chopped down to be with all the rest, you know, 
the message is, what makes you so special? Why do you think you can stand out? You're just like the rest of us. Don't try and think you're anything special. And it's really sad because we're all special and we're all here to shine in our own unique ways. But from a really young age, I learned quite quickly that it wasn't safe to to show up and shine and share my gifts because I'd get bullied and I had been the target of bullying and it really wasn't safe to be visible. So it's taken a lot of my adult life to really undo that conditioning. And yeah, that's my journey. But but now I really feel a responsibility to to show up, to have a voice, to show up as my full self and my full purpose for my daughter to to feel it's safe to do the same. It's it's time to break the cycle of playing small, to to be people pleasing and diminishing our power so as not to be a threat. It's time for change and the world is so ready for it. And the world is really on the precipice of a huge change. I call it a love revolution. When everyone is starting to shine and share their truth and to know their full potential, men and women, we all need to know who we really are. And that's what will make the world the beautiful place it was always intended to be without hatred and jealousy and, you know, trying to pull others down. Let us all rise. We're all here to rise. Societal pressures and expectations filter into our kids at such a young age. I remember when my daughter was around eight and she started using a different voice when we were out in public and around people other than her close friends and family. It baffled me for a while until I realized it was her people-pleasing voice. At such a young age, she'd learned she had to put on some sort of facade, some sort of mask to be acceptable and palatable to the world. She couldn't share her true voice, and it was heartbreaking. We talked about it a lot, and I'd call it out when I heard her use what we called her people-pleasing voice. It is so disturbing that children feel that this is what is required to get by in the world. Had she learned it from me? I really hope not. But I know I've definitely slipped into people-pleasing behavior at times to avoid conflict, Maybe she'd recognize that it wasn't safe to be her fully authentic self away from her safe places like her home. This people-pleasing voice and behavior had carried over into school as well. And despite being an extremely capable student, she'd hate getting called on to share her ideas and speak up in class. And she'd speak really quietly if she ever was called upon. She was afraid to share her voice. She'd also hate to ask the teacher questions, even in a one-on-one scenario. This was a really common theme which kept coming up in all her report cards through primary school and in the parent-teacher conferences that always say she needs to speak up, speak louder, share her voice. I was baffled by it because at home she was really expressive and really, really loud, in fact. So one day as she neared the end of primary school, we were talking about her very first school teacher as a new entrant. And the teacher was a new graduate and she seemed nice enough to me. But my daughter told me how much she really didn't like her. And she went on to tell a story I'd never heard before. 
So when my daughter started school, it was a really big transition for her. She was really close to me as her mum, and it was huge to to be leaving me for six hours every day. And there was a lot of expectations as a little girl who had just turned five. So on day two or three of me taking her into class and getting her settled for the day, I left as the bell rang and they began their mat time for the day. So as I walked across the playground, she raced out of the classroom crying and hugging me, not wanting to leave me or not wanting me to leave, which was pretty understandable for a young child settling into school. So the teacher ran after her and tried to take her back into class unsuccessfully. I was on the other side of the school fence by now and her little arms are reaching through the fence and reaching for me and crying, don't leave me, mummy, don't leave me. Oh my God, it's an image that will never leave my mind. It was highly traumatic for the both of us. And as someone from admin came, they told me, you just need to go. She'll get used to it after a few days. Just go. And they took her away and got her settled. So I knew that part of the story from my own perspective. But on this day, she went on to tell me what happened later that day, once they were back in class. And the teacher had asked the class, who wants to do some really exciting thing? And all the kids put their hands up eagerly, me, me, me. And the teacher looked at my daughter and said her name and said, not you, because you made a fuss. Ah, I'd never heard that part of the story. And here she was telling me about that five years later. And my heart broke into a million pieces because it made so much sense as to why she never wanted to be any fuss to her teachers and felt she couldn't have a voice. She couldn't speak up. She couldn't ask any questions or anything. So recalling that story is super emotional for me because it fills me with sorrow. And, you know, it it fills me with regret that I didn't show up for her better, that I hadn't just gone with my instincts and taken my girl home with me that day and, and perhaps looked for a school which was more sensitive to how she was feeling in this huge new transitional stage of life. But I didn't, and I just went with the status quo. And, oh, yes, they say this is a bit of an adjustment, and, you know, it's probably best if I'm not there so they can adjust quicker. And there may be elements of that true, but I feel that I let her down by not listening to my truth. And I'm determined to not do that again. And it's a hard lesson because those primary school years are so important. Those formative years are so important. So as Maya Angelou says, when you know better, you do better. And now I would do so much better for that little five-year-old and especially knowing the results. But I can only do better now for her. And it's never too late. You know, it's never too late. And we talk about that story. And I think just recognizing that it wasn't her fault and she shouldn't be shamed about sharing her truth about being sad that her mum was going two days into her whole new chapter of school life, she went on to start middle school and she really thrived. She felt she had a voice and she became a leader and she did exceptionally well at her schoolwork. So that's great. So sometimes just this recognition, even if it is five years down the track, can really make a huge difference. So it's never, never too late. 
it helps me realize that it's not just about us. It's our responsibility to be our best selves, to share our truth. Our children and future generations are all depending on it. It's up to us to change what is not right rather than just going along with it. It's really time to let our purpose be bigger than our ego's BS. I think people are literally dying for us to do so. My daughter is in her first year of high school now, and earlier in the year, I opened an email from the principal, and as I read the words, my heart just dropped and tears came as I read, it was with great sadness that we had to tell our senior students about the death of one of their peers today. While I know suicide does happen with teens and even preteens now, the reality really hit me. What an absolute loss of potential and opportunity. We as a society have failed that young adult because we didn't support them enough or we didn't let them share their truth. That someone with their whole life in front of them didn't feel like they wanted to be on the planet. It's it's absolutely the biggest tragedy there is. I've been sadly noting all the deaths recently by suicide of celebrities who seemingly have it all. A great career, money, and often a beautiful young family. Yet, obviously, they felt the only way out of whatever pain they were feeling was to take their own lives. Witnessing these circumstances in the media has lit a really big fire under me because we need to let down the facade that we're all doing okay when we're not. We need to open up the conversation to share our truth, to get vulnerable and to support one another because this is how we're meant to live. We're meant to connect, to share, to to share ourselves, our truth when we're not okay, to share it. And often when we share our pain, it, it goes away because it's seeing the light of day. It's said that shame can't exist once it's shared, you know, it, it dissipates because it's holding in that dark place within ourselves that makes it grow and fester. So I really feel like it's time to start taking down the mask and just sharing our truth, sharing how we really are. Because life is a lot and there's a lot going on. But once we let go of that, it's also beautiful and it's time to release things that don't serve us anymore so that we have the bandwidth to go forward with what does serve us. So this is a huge, huge part of what's on my heart at the moment. And thank you so much for listening. I'd love the conversation to continue. So please tell me your thoughts. Do you agree? Do you not agree? You can share on my Instagram, lydiagilman.lovetoat. And I'd love to hear what you think. If you feel like this episode would be helpful for someone you know, please share it with them and consider subscribing to the podcast because that really, really helps get the message out there. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.